Welcome, welcome, come on in. Welcome to the Hundredfold Podcast, an extension of Hundredfold Ministry with Pastor Vanessa Holland, where we seek to deepen our relationship with the Lord as we study His Word and worship. We've been waiting for you, and let me tell you something. There's a great word this week. Today, Pastor Vanessa leads us through Psalm 118 with a message entitled, I Shall Not Die. Let's jump into the word this week. The word comes from Psalm 118, verse 17. And when you have it, say amen. And it says this. It's short, but it's powerful. It says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Let us say it together. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. God bless you, Sister Gloria. God bless you. Good to see you. I shall not die, but live. I shall not die, but live. I shall not die, but live. And it doesn't stop there. Psalm 118, 17 says, and declare the works of the Lord. And declare the works of the Lord. Glory to God. Already there's a whole sermon wrapped up in there. You shall not die, but you shall live. Do you know as we, as we went about the last couple of years, if nothing else, it stood out to us that living, living is not a given. So many of us have seen loved ones, close ones, go on to be with the Lord if they accepted Jesus Christ in their heart as their Lord and Savior. Because we know if someone dies without that, that hell is real and fire is real. We don't wish that on anyone. That's why we have to work so fervently. Any opportunity, God, is there a way, an open door that someone could meet you? Could you use my actions, my voice, my love to open up a door for someone to get to know you? I looked on my timeline. I was looking. Um, we've had so many celebrations, birthdays, anniversaries. Um, happy, happy birthday to all the birthdays that has uh, happened in between our break. And, um, you know, you're close to my heart. I was looking for the default um, profile picture on my Facebook because I had put up so many celebration ones of, you know, birthdays and anniversaries and things like that. As I looked at my profile picture, do you know you all, when I looked and I kept swiping to find the right one, if it wasn't my immediate family, there were more people that went on to be with the Lord than that was remaining. I saw a dear friend of mine from Connecticut, my age. She's gone on to be with the Lord. I saw my father and my uncle. I saw so many people like, oh my goodness, God. The very fact that I can wake up and open my eyes, you all, that is a miracle every day. 
Do you know that? That you are a walking miracle. I don't care how young or old you are. That there have been people your age that was here one day and gone the next. And so if you're here, it's not by accident. If you are here, it's on purpose. And while you are living, while you shall live and not die, but you will not die. The, the enemy is trying to say, oh, here's some unknown pains. Here's some, oh, my parents died at this age. Or, oh, look at the, the worry in the world. Or, oh, my life is not worth living. Those are lies. You shall not die. You shall not die. But you shall live. And while you're living, while God woke you up on purpose, you shall be about the purpose of the Lord. Do you hear? That's not Pastor Vanessa just speaking. That's God speaking through me. That you, my dear, mighty man of God, mighty woman of God, you have a purpose. And while you are here, you will not die. You will live and you will declare the works of the Lord. Yes, yes, and amen. I said, I got a, a power pump back there. Hallelujah. That's right. It's a good thing to cheer for the word of the Lord because it's real. It's real. We had an illustration yesterday with the children and we had an imaginary shirt. And I said, oh, I took the shirt and I said, if I throw this imaginary shirt at you, with all my force, do you feel it? And they're like, no, we don't feel it. Why not? Because it's imaginary. Then I took a real shirt and I barely had the effort. I said, do you feel it? Of course I do. Why? Because it's real. And that's who God is. God is real. It doesn't say, oh, I got to muster up all this. I got this. Oh, my goodness. How can I? Because we don't create God. God created us and God is real. And when you call on his name, oh, you'll see his mighty works. That's what the author here is talking about. Let us read, let us read in context. Let's go back to the beginning of Psalm 118. And do you have a Bible, my dears, or do you need one to share? Get this one to share. It's good that you use all your senses when it comes to the word of the Lord. We know that already, right? That our hearing, we hear the word, our eyes, we see it, we touch it, because even as you're seeing verses, God may make you look at the verse next to it. Well, you got to know it for yourself. Okay, let's read. The psalmist says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Oh, it's not just talking about any goodness, but that God's mercy is good. What's God's mercy? Grace is that he's given us supernatural power to do things that we couldn't do. And grace is he's given us good things that we don't even deserve, favor. But mercy comes in. When we deserve something worse, we deserve punishment, y'all. Do you know that we, based on our sins, we deserve death? But we will yet live. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It was because God's mercy that he sacrificed his own son for our sins. And he says, just ask me, just believe in me, and that gift is yours. Will you do it if you haven't? Will you say, Jesus, please live in my heart? Yes, his mercy. Let's listen some more. His mercy endure forever. Psalm 118, verse 2. Let Israel now say that his mercy endure forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endure forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endure forever. Let hundredfold ministry say his mercy endure forever. Say it, his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What has prompted all this declaration? Oh, I need the whole world to know that God's mercy endures forever. In verse 5, in verse 5, he says this. I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. I called upon the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. There's a crying to God. There's a crying to God. When we study the word, when we have, when God says, oh, of all the messages I was to give to you this morning, this is what I want you to hear from the beginning of service even to now. He says, don't go to others, come to me. Don't cry to others. Cry to me. If you all need a word, an encouragement, don't go to the world, but find a Christian brother, sister. Find someone you know. Fall on your knees and cry to God because it's only when we get back to him, only when we get back to him, that we find the Lord's mercy endures forever, that we find his miracles and his testimony and, oh, God did it again. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how bad, how horrible, oh, if you only knew. God knows, and he still says, cry to me. Verse 6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. And oh my goodness, I'm on God's side and he's on mine. What a blessing. What a testimony. Verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord to put confidence in men. Have you all seen that? If you've lived, if you've lived at all you're going to learn super fast that there are some people that will lift you up and some people that will tear you down. Mm. But if you choose any of those people and you put them above God, God will show you with a quickness that God is God alone. That if you put your trust in man, you will be disappointed because man is not God. If you're expecting your husband to be God, you're gonna be disappointed. 
You're expecting your mother, your father to be perfect. You're going to be heartbroken. Oh, this was a friend. I can't believe they did that to me. Why can't you believe it? Are they human? Yes, they're human. God is perfect. Man is not. It is better to put your trust, your confidence in God and not in man. Because God is for your good. God is for your good. All of us, Pastor Vanessa included, we fall short. We disappoint. But God is faithful because he loves us. He loves us. Because even when we intend to do good, you all, even when we intend it with our, I really want to do good, we fall. And in our falling, the collateral damage can be devastating. Haven't we been hurt like that? That yes, to them it just was a hiccup. To them it was a mistake. But their mistake cost me my heartache. God knows your pain. God knows when you hurt in a way they could never see. And he says, I love you. You didn't deserve it. That you will get through this. That God loves you. And truth be told, truth be told, in their own kind of way, the best way they're able to love you, they're trying to love you, even those that hurt you. That's why we have to have forgiveness, love, and grace. Forgiveness, love, and grace. Let's keep reading. Verse 10. Oh, verse 9. God bless you, dear. Thank you. Psalm 118, verse 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So even leaders, even those that have a certain cloud, you know, we live in a day and an age where celebrities are, oh, that catches my eye. Whether celebrity uh, saints or celebrity of the world, oh, someone's sparkling on TV, I should be like them. No, you should be like God. You use the good, you can see good qualities. Oh, I may want to emulate that quality, God. Do you want me to have this quality? But chase after God. Don't chase after men. Hallelujah. Verse 10, all nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. Even when it seems the whole world is against you, when you have real enemies, enemies you can see, enemies you cannot see, when they all come against you, you have the victory. Verse 11, they compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Why so much repetition? Like, okay, didn't we get it the first time? Yes, they were all about you. But how many know when you're going through? That's the only thing you can think about. When, um... As many of you know, last November, my father went on to be with the Lord. And I didn't realize that if, if you came into my life, that was going to be the first, middle, and last thing you heard. I didn't realize until I was a chaperone on a trip to this, um, for one of my children in the orchestra. I was a chaperone, and I talked to a lady all day long. I talked 
for hours. And I got home, I was like, I didn't talk about my dad dying. What in the world? <laughs> it was a shock. I guarantee you that was the first time I spent any significant time and did not talk about that. When a pain hits you hard and it shakes you, before you know it, that's the only thing you can think about. Oh my goodness, did you know this happened? Even if you don't say it to, with your words, it filters your thoughts that yes, I see, I see uh, the blue sky, but my leg is broken and it hurts. Oh yes, I'm taking care of my children, but my leg is broken and it hurts. Oh yes, I'm going to work, but my leg is broken and it hurts. God says some of us has hurts and pains that we have not discussed. And it's filtering our very thought in every situation. God says, stop looking at the things that compass us about. That, oh, this trial, this weight is greater than everything else. Why do we stop looking? Because we look to Jesus. When and there's a scripture, many scriptures, in fact, where people saw Jesus. They saw Jesus afar off. They saw Jesus and reached and touched. They saw Jesus. And then the solution came. Instead of looking at all those things that compass us about, will we lift our eyes to Jesus as we worship in a little bit? That's what we do that we look to Jesus. And when we see Jesus, even if it's afar off, he brings us closer and our solution comes. The mercy, that's the mercy the author is talking about. But not just that, let's keep reading. It says in verse 13, thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song. So he makes us strong and he makes us joyous. Hallelujah. And it's become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly is valiantly like a hero coming in a white knight on a white horse. Yes, peace, salvation. He's my hope. He gives me joy that I may sing in the church. I may sing in the home. I may sing at the work. I may sing with my family. Not just carrying through, not just making it through. A little, ago, a little bit ago when my sisters asked me, well, are you excited? I was like, well, I'm speaking that I'm excited because I had realized my excitement meter got broken. That instead of, you know, oh, I just can't wait for this. I had gone to, well, I hope it doesn't go too bad. I, I hope I make it through. And that had become my default because we talked about that, my father passing. When life, you're like driving along and you hit a bump, the thing is to get right back on the path. But if you find yourself at that little pebble, whoop, start, ooh, you start favoring one side and before you walk, know it, you're walking funny, 
Then before you know it, you're on a total wrong path. The answer is still the same. That you will live and not die. That you have to look at Jesus and he'll bring you on the right path. He'll make those things that are askew, trying to just barely make it to be in right order. I'm actually excited and hopeful in living and declaring the works of the Lord. The author had a testimony. Let's hear his testimony in verse 16. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Listen very carefully to what he says next. He said, the Lord hath chastened me sore. Chastened, corrected, punished with the point of correction. He's chastened me sore but he have not given me over unto death. Have you ever received a spanking from the Lord? Like we cannot, it says it's a terrible thing to fall into the hand of the Lord, to fall into his correction. Like it's a, it's a terrible meaning like, oh my goodness, overwhelmingly, astonishingly scary, more than I could bear. He doesn't put his old hand of correction on us. But even if he put a little tiny pinky Pinky finger worth. If you've had a taste of that, it can literally feel like you're going to die. Like, oh my goodness, this has to be ripped from me. And I feel like I'm dying myself because it's wrong. And I just had this stronghold. And God, if you take it from me, it is hard. But the author reminds us, he chastens us, but it's not unto death. He corrects us because he loves us. That happened to me, you guys. During this time, I thought, oh, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna be sitting back, you're gonna regroup. Oh, I need to be, you know, I've been grieving and all this other stuff. I had a total different plan. But God had me on the chasing plan that, oh, I saw this in people and then I saw it in me. Or someone told, could have told me. Like, chasing can come in different ways. You can see it in other people, stuff you don't like, and it showed you yourself. Someone can tell you about yourself and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that before. God will get the message whatever way you need to hear it. But when you see that God, I was wrong here, but you want me to be right. It hurts at first. But like the scripture said, at first I didn't like that new wine. I was like, what is this? I'm used to the old stuff. But when he chastens us, he corrects us. We find it's a good thing. We find it's a great thing. Aren't I telling the truth, sister? Mm -hmm. Aren't I telling the truth, my brother? As I'm looking at them, thinking of the testimonies I know and those I don't know, if you're listening for the first time, please tell us, send us your prayer requests, praise reports. We will worship with you. We will rejoice with you. But oh, to fall into the Lord's correction. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And when you come out, you have that same testimony that I was going to die. He chastened me, but it was not unto death. And you'll have the praise 
I'm going to read all the way to the end and listen to the praise that comes forth out of seeing God's mercy. That all the things he could have done, but he did it. And all the things that I thought was come to break me, but it was to make me better and to bring God glory. Verse 19, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord enter which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builder refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Can I get a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Then yes, God, you heard my cry. Yes, God, you saved me. Yes, God, you are my salvation. Yes, God, I went to the bottom of the pit. And even when I thought I was still there, you were snatching me up. Oh, bless the Lord. His mercy endured forever. Oh, there's a line in there that only the saints can say. He has become my salvation. If you want the solution to all your problems. You say, wait a minute, but Christians go through just like non-Christians. Oh no, no ma'am, no sir. That's not the truth. We go through, but we have a savior with us. We go through with a guaranteed victory. We go through with a joy that can never be squashed. That when you see a Christian, and they look down and out. It's just temporary because we have our Savior. We have our God who promises us victory. Wow. Wow. What a word. Amen. Amen. That indeed we shall not die. God will keep us during the midst of the battles as we're going through, as we're fighting. But we have the assurance that we shall not die. Thank you for joining us this week, and I encourage you to join our Facebook page where we keep you updated on what's going on. You can watch some past services, and you will have the opportunity to see the whole family as we have grown and flourished in this ministry. You can also find us on YouTube on our channel at Hundredfold Ministry. Finally, if you feel led in the spirit to support our ministry in prayer, we accept all kinds. If you would like to support our ministry financially, we have Zell Quick Pay at hundredfoldministry at gmail.com and also via Cash App at dollar sign worship the Lord. We look forward to being with you next week 
And just remember, God loves you more than anything.